Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The New York Giants already have to replace two coordinators this offseason. Could they end up having to replace all three? Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here with your Valentine's Views podcast for Monday as we continue to talk New York Giants football as we just sort of begin rolling into the 2024 NFL offseason. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. Let's talk a little bit about Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. For me, what happens with Kafka at this point is uh, is one of the more intriguing stories of the, the offseason when it comes to the Giants coaching staff. We know that Brian Dayball fired special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee and is looking for a replacement there. Giants and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale parted ways under uh, under fairly uh, acrimonious circumstances, and we we've talked about that. I've written about that a lot at Big Blue View, but sort of under the surface here is what might happen with offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. He's still a member of the Giants coaching staff. The Giants have said, Brian Dable specifically said at his season-ending press conference, that he expects Kafka to be back. His plan is for Kafka to be back. However, I do not believe that just because that is the plan, that is the expectation, and that as I record this show on on January 21st, that, uh, that that's the plan, I don't believe that there's certainty that Kafka will return to the Giants in 2024. First of all, Kafka, despite the Giants' struggles on offense in 2023, Kafka is obviously still a hot name in NFL coaching circles. Kafka had four interviews for head coaching jobs around the NFL in last season's hiring cycle. So far this year, the Giants' struggles on offense have not really impacted his possibilities as an NFL head coach. He's gotten two more interviews for head coaching jobs. So NFL teams still view Kafka as a young, bright, up-and-coming offensive mind. And those are the kinds of guys who are largely getting NFL head coaching opportunities these days. Kafka fits the mold. NFL teams are still interested. So to me, it doesn't look like Kafka is going to get one of the, 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 the head coaching jobs in this cycle. 
but that doesn't mean that he won't have opportunities to move on. If you've been following the news, you know that Kafka was named head coach of one of the teams in the upcoming East-West Shrine Bowl. That all-star game will give him an opportunity to get a close-up look at some players, which if he stays with the Giants is a big benefit for the Giants, will give him an opportunity to to be a head coach, you know, albeit in an all-star kind of circumstance, not in a in an NFL equivalent circumstance, but it will also give Kafka an opportunity to network. There will be a lot of NFL people around, scouts, GMs, all kinds of uh, of other coaches. It will give Kafka an opportunity to to talk to people around the league to to sort of put out feelers to find out what other openings might be available around the league and and I would fully expect him to do that as NFL teams begin to hire head coaches the Las Vegas Raiders on Friday hired Antonio Pierce as their head coach there are still several openings around the league as we begin to get clarity on who's going to fill the various openings around the league, those coaches will have to fill out their own coaching staffs. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that some of those head coaches will look at Mike Kafka and ask the Giants for permission to interview Kafka for their offensive coordinator vacancies obviously should Kafka not get one of the two head coaching jobs that he's interviewed for at this point that to me is where it begins to get interesting will the Giants allow Kafka to interview for what would be a lateral job. NFL teams are not required to do that. We've seen that several times already as the Giants have requested permission to interview coaches for their special teams opening. They've been rejected, I think, three times by teams who they've asked permission to speak to to their special teams coordinator about moving to the Giants. Teams have that right. Some teams allow it. Some teams will hold their coaches, hold their assistant coaches until a new coach is hired to give that that new head coach an opportunity to to talk about possibly bringing those coaches on on his own staff. So each team approaches that differently and when it comes so when it comes to the lateral move, you don't know what uh, you don't you don't know what's going to happen when you ask. How would the Giants approach that situation if Mike Kafka is, if teams request that Kafka interview with them? I don't know. I suspect, to be honest, that the Giants would allow Kafka to do that. And and for me, as I said, this is where it begins to get interesting. There were, throughout the 2023 season, there were reports that at times Mike Kafka, Brian Dable took play calling away from from Mike Kafka. There were reports that at times Dable took over control of the offense behind the scenes during practices and meetings 
in terms of of building out game plans and things like that. There were reports that through midseason, Dable did that uh, for several weeks. So you're looking at a situation also. We're heading into year three. There have been, there has been some chatter, some reporting that Brian Dable, formerly a highly successful offensive coordinator, might and and we don't know this for sure, but might want to take over control of the offense himself. And, and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked by that. The Giants weren't good on offense in 2023. There is a strong possibility that the Giants will draft a young quarterback, whether that be someone like Jaden Daniels in the first round, whether that be someone on day two who they might want to try to develop into a potential replacement for Daniel Jones. But there's a strong possibility that there would be a young quarterback to develop uh, in the quarterback room for the Giants in 2024. And my guess is that Brian Dable, who has done this before with young quarterbacks, largely responsible for the development of Josh Allen, worked with other young quarterbacks throughout his career, worked with Tua Tagovailoa in, uh, in Alabama, worked with Jalen Hurts there too. But uh, there's a possibility that that Dable would want to take over the uh, full control of the offense. Now, if he does that, why would Mike Kafka really want to stay on? Kafka is a guy who came out of Kansas City two years ago, looked at as a, a fast-rising head coach, moved out of Kansas City for the simple reason that that what he needed to do to advance his own career was to to get away from Andy Reid, to get out from under the shadow of both Reid and Eric Bieniemy, get to a situation where he could call his own plays, where he could be an offensive coordinator. He's been getting interviews for head coaching jobs. He's still looked at around the league as a, as a rising coach. For Mike Kafka to be forced to step back as an offensive coordinator into a situation where he had the title offensive coordinator but didn't have play-calling responsibilities would not advance his career at all. It would not be a step. It would be a step backward for him. And I'm certain, although you know Kafka hasn't told me this personally, I'm certain that if Mike Kafka can avoid being in that situation He's going to want to avoid being in that situation. And I think my gut feeling is that if Brian Dable wants control of the offense, wants to do that himself, that he would allow Kafka to interview for other offensive coordinator jobs. But I don't know that for a fact, and we don't know that for certain until we actually see it happen. So in that case, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Kafka moves on, if he has an opportunity. I've kind of always felt like if Mike Kafka has a chance to move on, he'll move on. I never looked at at Kafka as an assistant coach who would be with the Giants for the long term. He was always a riser. He was always a guy who was... Wink Martindale used to call the uh, the Giants a destination I'm not sure that Mike Kafka ever looked at it that way. I think that Kafka always looked at this job as a stepping stone. 
And if the step for him in 2024 with the Giants is going to be backward, why would he stay if he has an opportunity not to? And as for the tension, reported tension between Kafka and Dable, I don't know what's true. I don't know what isn't true. I do know that Brian Dable tried very, very hard in 2023 to allow Kafka to do what Kafka felt was right, to stay out of of Kafka's way in terms of calling plays and things like that. But their 2023 season didn't go as well as anyone would have liked. And of course, tensions get higher and, and Dable knows his own background and his own strength and what he wants. And, and it's no surprise that he became more involved in the offense. So we'll see how all of that plays out, but very, very interesting. And I think that, I think that, uh, as I've said, although Dable has said he expects Kafka to be back, would not be surprised in any way, shape, or form if Mike Kafka moves on. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What do the Giants do at Offensive Coordinator? If Kafka does move on, obviously, as I said, I think Brian Dable takes control of the offense. I personally prefer head coaches to be more of the uh, of of the uh, the sort of CEO type, not necessarily calling plays on either side of the ball, but knowing Dable's background, knowing that he's been successful as an offensive coordinator, knowing the situation the Giants are likely to be in offensively and the fact that there will be some heat on Dayball entering the third year of his coaching tenure with the Giants. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that is something that Dayball wants to do. What the Giants do at offensive coordinator, I think is pretty cut and dry. Quarterbacks coach Shea Tierney has been a, a longtime trusted Brian Dable assistant worked with Brian Dable all the way back in uh, Dable's days at Alabama. I think that was 2017 when Dable was at Alabama and, and Tierney was there as a as an assistant for uh, for Dable on the offensive side of the ball. Tierney followed Dable to Buffalo as an assistant. 
then followed Dable to the Giants. So I think it's pretty clear that Brian Dable has respect for Shea Tierney, that Tierney is a quote-unquote Dable guy, and I think that it's pretty clear that if Brian Dable takes control of the offense and Mike Kafka moves on, that Shea Tierney would advance to uh, to the offensive coordinator title, probably without play calling, at least initially, maybe down the line, Dable would, would turn play calling back over to Tierney. We'll have to see how that plays out. But I think that that sort of succession plan, if you want to call it that, is is pretty clear that uh, that that is how it would work out if if Kafka were to uh, were to move on. All right, just a uh, a couple of quick thoughts on uh, on the Giants' search for a defensive coordinator. Giants have held a few interviews. Obviously, we'll hold more interviews. We know some of the candidates. We know Jerome Henderson. We know. Uh, Denard Wilson, we know a few of the other guys have been running a tracker at Big Blue View about all of the coaching information. And I keep being asked what I would really like in a defensive coordinator. And for me, for me, it's mostly about the person. It's not about do you run an aggressive scheme or do you run a blitzing scheme? Do you run a coverage oriented scheme? All of that for me, it's about getting the right person, getting a guy who can sell what he wants, what kind of scheme he wants to run to the defensive players, a guy who can coach it, a guy who can relate to players, a guy who can motivate players. I think it's risky for Brian Dable to turn the job over to someone who's never called plays before. Not that that can't work, but I think. If I had my preference, I would prefer someone who's done it before. Although I'll be honest, I would love to see Giants defensive backs coach Jerome Henderson, who has never been enough a defensive coordinator. Would love to see Henderson get an opportunity to uh, to fill that role with the Giants or or elsewhere at at some point in time. I think he's earned it. Don't know how seriously the Giants would consider giving that job to Henderson. But I do have reservations about giving the job to someone who's never done it before, just because of the unknown, obviously. So we'll see what happens there. The one thing that I that I do think my own personal preference would be that the Giants not give the job to a coordinator who would come in and want to, to change the Giants front to a 4-3. And listen... You can argue what what's better, four, three, three, four. And and I'm not here to, to do that. I'm not here to debate the merits of, of one over the other. It depends on on your philosophy. It depends on how you want to use players. My thing is this. I think that the Giants have for the last few years now especially the last two years under Joe Shane, and even before that under Dave Gettleman, Patrick Graham ran a different type of 4-3 or 3-4 defense than Wink Martindale did. He ran a a coverage-oriented 3-4 where he didn't blitz a lot. 
where he tried to disguise coverages, confuse quarterbacks that way. Martindale just wanted to pressure and intimidate quarterbacks and and, and wreak havoc that way. What both guys had in common was that their their philosophies were based in the 3-4. They were based in being multiple. They're based in in using a nose tackle, you know, having stand-up edge guys. Uh, so what I think we have with the New York Giants is we the Giants have personnel on their front seven that are geared toward the 3-4. And for me, there's less of a learning curve. There's less of a situation where you really have to change the personnel if you are able to stay with someone who wants to base their philosophy, base their scheme off that 3-4 or off the ability to be multiple. The Giants have, you know, they moved Dexter Lawrence to the nose and he's become an all-pro player in the last two years. The two defensive tackles they drafted, DJ Davidson and Jordan Riley, are both 3-4 nose type defensive tackles. They've brought in Bobby O'Karake, who's inside linebacker, who's who's been successful in the 3-4, also played that in Indianapolis. Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari were drafted as 3-4 edge guys. So the people that they have, the personnel that they have, is oriented toward that 3-4 scheme. And I, I would hope that the Giants take that into strong consideration as they look for a new defensive coordinator. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.